Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Welcome to We Found Another Hour podcast. Thank you for tuning in as we um, will take this opportunity to answer your biblical questions. And uh, well, we've uh, been bombarded with biblical questions and we're going to dive into those. But um, welcome to our guest today, uh, our studio cast, if you will, Brother Michael Sharon, our student pastor, and Brother Caleb Lewis, our associate pastor in residence. How's it going, Brother Caleb? Oh, man, it's I'm, I'm excellent. Fit as a fiddle. <laughs> is that going to be like in your own estimation? or? Um... Well, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Okay, all right, because that fit as a fiddle. One, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> But number I'm two, finding out. Well, I'm not <laughs> no, gonna, it I'm looks. Uh, son, I, I'm giving up on my weight. <laughs> You've been eating fiddle faddle. I've resigned. I've resigned. I eat, I eat oatmeal cream pies every day now. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. That so, is. Hey, so does Nick Saban every it's, morning. He's like, two of them. It's like manna. Come on, right. come on. Well, uh, maybe we found a cure for the coronavirus because, like, if Nick Saban eats them, you know, he only had the coronavirus for like 26 minutes. That's right. Wasn't that incredible? So whatever they gave him and whatever they gave President Trump, if I get the coronavirus, that's what I want. And you'll be fit as a fiddle. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or a horse, fit as a fiddle. Or fiddle faddle. Fiddle faddle. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like caramel popcorn? Yeah. Fiddle, fiddle faddle. It's, it's like old Cracker Barrel candy. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and we have with us again, Miss Jackie Rose. Jackie, thank you for being here and a part of the podcast. I'm telling you, you brought so much insight last um, I know, episode. I knew you guys were going to ask me back on. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't help it. Yeah, well, I'm here, so you're welcome. The boys are back in town. The whole crew's together. Again. Yeah, the boys are back in town, including Jackie. So, uh, <laughs> Today we're going to dive into uh, uh, a question that we have. It's a great question, uh, but before we do that, how's, uh, how's things going? Caleb, get us filled in. You're now at, what, week two of your uh, tenure at Grace Baptist. Doesn't it feel like, like every week is like uh, dog time? Yeah, I feel like I've been here about ten years. Mm. Well, you, I, mean, you, I mean, honestly, you kind of look like it, but <laughs> the bottom line is this, like he's still got the same shirt on. Hey, if I end up looking like y'all after 10 years, I don't think I want to stay. Yes. No fine wine here. What I would like to do very, very soon, because it's only a second weekend, we need to get a hairline shot yeah. of Caleb so we can kind of track it like month by month. Oh, yeah, my brother Drake. Yeah, and like see, like we'll put Caleb up as employee of the month every month. We'll make him feel really good, but really we're just tracking the hairline It's gonna be like the, It's going to be like the... Uh, the um, the ice caps melting in the North Pole yes. is just going to keep going back and it back. It is absolutely catastrophic. Nothing you can do to fix it. Was that uh, was that a reference to global warming? Do you believe in Certainly global warming? Not. Do you think global warming's real? It was warmer today than it was yesterday. <laughs> it was about it's about ten degrees warmer today, so something's going on. No, that's just uh, hey, welcome to Tennessee. Yeah. You know, you're from New Orleans. Like in the morning, it'll be winter time. By noon, it'll be springtime. 
mid-afternoon, summertime, and then back to fall by 6 p.m. Welcome. I would like to say, too, I don't think it's it's fair you guys get to lose your hair. Mine's thinning, but last week a lady asked me if I went to Springfield, and I thought I was going to know her daughter or granddaughter. Then she said, did you graduate in 73? (laughs) (laughs) And I just said, no, ma'am. I couldn't even tell her when I graduated. I mean, the reality is Jackie's a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) It happens, Jackie. Everybody's aging, been getting aging me, well. Everybody, all the kids have been getting me confused with you, brother Michael. But that is shocking because brother Caleb is much better looking than I am. So something's going uh, yeah, on with the vision yeah, with the kids yeah. around here. So it's good. It's good. It's just wishful thinking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, how uh, Jackie? Tell us how things have been going in your ministry. Jackie serves as the Kingdom Service Coordinator. That is what we call it at Grace Baptist, the Spiritual Human Resource Department. Tell us, tell us about your ministry. How's things going? Are you having a? Hey, how well? You can answer this uh, for all of our listening audience because there's many outside of our church who listen. So um, this way we can validate the fact that. All churches are the same. Uh, how's it going getting volunteers to dive in and plug oh into ministry? It is a weekly work in progress. We well, have- tell us exactly what what you do at Grace Baptist as a Kingdom Service Coordinator. Okay, so I try- and have you ever been laid off? <laughs> uh, okay, I was laid off, and then <laughs> but not because I'm you did lucky. a bad job. You need to qualify that. I- I was laid off because I was so awesome (laughs) that I just had to be the first one to get laid off to set the tone for everybody else. That way everybody knew, like, it's okay because Jackie got... If Jackie can get laid off... Anybody can get laid off. What what did we call it? A furlough? Was that like the official... That's the word you like to use. I like yeah. to say laid off because that's more dramatic. Like, well, yeah. hey, but but the beauty of it is, uh, at least because most people who get laid off, and I'm doing it for the listening audience, they can't say I'm doing air quotes, but laid off, really, that's a good PC, politically correct way of saying you're fired. Oh. So at least for you, it was a true layoff, but that's why I like to use the word furloughed. There's a difference between furloughed and fired. All right. Well, I'm so glad I was just furloughed. <laughs> when I got back, I was demoted twice. What happened? Was it, <laughs> and you got to move offices. Yes. No, yes. it's awesome. Um, when I came back, I'm now over coordinating all the volunteers on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings at our services. So from greeters to people who take temperatures, um, hosts. To all, anybody in the church with a job. So is it um, is it going well? Do people love? It's going. To, uh, it is going for me every week. Lots like, of does help. your phone ring off the hook with people <laughs> saying, please give me a job at church? Oh, I wish. I <laughs> certainly how, do wish. How important are our volunteers at church, Jackie? Uh, like, because you get to see, like, the whole, like, scope of it, like... Like, so how important are our volunteers? So, wait, before she answers that, so just clarifying. So, like, you're over. Your, your, your responsibility, your ministry is to have volunteers at every volunteer position uh, for both of our campuses uh, here in, in uh, Robertson County. Um, so, like, and then... Your responsibility then for those who come, who we, you know, God has brought to be a part of our membership. They've called us, uh, or God's called them here to serve. Uh, your job is to find everybody who God brings a ministry in, within the, the, the service and the kingdom of our church. Yes, or the sir. kingdom service of our church. 
Yes. All right, so now, Brother Michael, your question was yeah. again? So I would say how important, Jackie, would you say, because you see all of the volunteer aspect of our church, but how important would you say that our volunteers are to, to the lifeblood, to the function of our church? Absolutely the most important. Like we yeah. would be, not even be, but one hot mess on Sunday morning Absolutely. without our volunteers. Yeah. Like what well, I'm especially thankful um, for those who serve in the coffee shop. The Hebrews <laughs> Coffee Shop. It just opened back up. Yes, it did. It did. We're not letting a Corona keep us down. Uh, I mean, Corona cannot kill coffee. Coffee kills Corona. That hey, might be true. Yeah. That might be true. We're going with it. <laughs> so ask your uh, doctor. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're a Baptist. We're a Baptist church. Hey, like so. By by the way, when are the when are the donuts coming back mm. to the coffee shop? Hopefully I just about through. came preach. Well, let us just get through the coffee. Give us a little bit. We'll get. We'll, we'll see how that goes and get some donuts back. All right. Are you? Uh, I mean, I need volunteers. <laughs> get a hold of Jackie. She'll help you. Not yeah. to make the donuts. If you want to make the donuts up. If you want to serve the Lord and kingdom service, contact Jackie Rawls at jrawls at gbcspringfield.org. I did a little commercial for you. Thank you. And you yes. can call me any time of day. I welcome you to call me if you're calling me because you want to serve. There you go. Uh, how, come, how come you always block my call when I call? Oh, it's probably my kid has my phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, listen, we're going to dive into a question. Let me tell you the question because I think it, it, it it's great. You know what I'm loving, Brother Michael, mm. is as we're reading the Bible, how uh, those who are following along and, and reading it, um, if, if you're unaware of what we're doing, uh, we as a church read the Bible in a year. We're on a year chronological plan. And um, so we read this every year, but yet as we read, we take questions. And we decided to develop this podcast to answer questions from the Bible. Uh, I also teach a class uh, and also answer questions. We answer questions collectively. Honestly, Dr. Parker, our executive pastor, uh, he gets a lot of those questions because, like, he's the foremost genius when it comes to the Bible. Uh, so I just forward those questions. But here on the podcast, we can't fake it. So, I mean, we actually got to dive in. But what I'm loving is the fact that our, our our folks are engaging the Word, and they're pulling out things just like this question um, that, that we're going to seek to answer. I'm going to read the question, then we're going to take a break, and we're going to answer the question. Uh, from Matthew, uh, I'm sorry, from Mark chapter 8, verses 23 through 25, uh, here's what the Bible says. Taking the blind man by the hand, Jesus brought him out of the village, and after spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him. Well, I'll tell you what, that wouldn't go good in a corona season, would it? What did Jesus, how did he spit in his yeah. eyes? Uh, I mean, like, who held his mask? <laughs> So any all right. So, but Jesus asked him, "Do you see anything?" And the man who was blind looked up and said, "Well, I, I see men, but I, I see them like trees walking around." Then again, Jesus laid his hands on his eyes, and he looked intently, and was completely restored and began to see everything clearly. Here's the question that our um, listener sent in: Why did Jesus spit on him? That's a good one. We'll answer that one. And why didn't he see clearly immediately? So let's take a break and then let's answer this question. Hey, listening audience. Thank you for tuning in to We Found Another Hour podcast. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about a great Christian education 
for your children. As uh, many of you are aware, at Grace Baptist Church, we began a ministry, a Christian private school uh, called Grace Baptist Academy. I'd love to invite you to check out uh, some more information about Grace Baptist Academy, especially as we walk through these unparalleled and unprecedented times of the year 2020. But as we uh, move toward 2021, we would love to have your pre-K three K4 or kindergarten student to be a part of Grace Baptist Academy. If you'd like more information about that, please go to our website at www.gbcspringfield.org and uh, just follow the tab to Grace Baptist Academy. Enrollment is so easy and uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that uh, tuition is uh, very, very reasonable and it is again a great ministry uh, to lay a great foundation for a great future for your student. Again, Grace Baptist Academy, www.gbcspringfield.org. All right, welcome back. And uh, again, we thank you for tuning in. We've got a good question before us. It's about Jesus spitting and uh, uh, some, spitting in somebody's eye, you know. Uh, this is pretty incredible and uh, an intense intense if you will question so uh let's seek to answer it i mean basically i read that passage of scripture from mark chapter 8 verse 23 through 25 but the question becomes like here's jesus and he heals a man now up to this point all throughout matthew mark and luke which are the synoptic gospels and and certainly in john these these first four gospels lay in the foundation of jesus's ministry speaking from the perspective perspective of that writer um that human instrument that god used for for the bible so you know we're getting mark's perspective of jesus's ministry we get matthew's perspective of jesus's ministry we get luke who was not uh, a, a disciple who walked with jesus luke was a doctor and a physician who got saved on paul's second, second missionary journey but he goes back and does research right into most excellent theophilus all right, the book of Luke and the book of Acts, which is really one letter to Theophilus, but it outlines Jesus's ministry from birth and really gives us the greatest detail. But these are the gospels and these are the perspectives of these writers, but yet again, inspired by God and given to us as his holy word. So from Mark's perspective, here we, here we have many accounts already up to this point of healings, of miracles, uh, but we find a unique one here because all the other healings uh, that's taken place thus far uh, from Mark's perspective, as you read the book of Mark, uh, there's not been any spitting involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the first time that we see Jesus hark up a loogie. Now, I don't know if it was a... I, I, <laughs> but, I mean, we, we see it's unique. So why did he spit on the man? We'll see later... Uh, another account in John chapter 9, and I'll probably talk about that, but I mean, you know, Jesus mixes some uh, spit, spittle, if you will, but he mixes some spit uh, with some mud and wipes it on a guy. But here, I mean, he just like lets him have it in the eye. So why did he spit on him? That's what the question is. I can go first on this. Um, okay. I don't have any idea. <laughs> like, I don't have a clue. And I, I would not recommend this. You know, this is probably, if we if we taught this at youth, we would have to be very clear that this is not a, a, a prescriptive text. This is not saying to, to go spit on it. But you know, I was thinking, I mean, 
the guy didn't even see it coming, right? <laughs> Who got spit in the face? You know what I mean? So, so everybody no, else sees it. That was wrong. But, but, that yeah. was wrong. Yeah, yeah, no pun yeah. But but I mean, he he didn't see it coming. But but why did Jesus spit in his eyes? I don't have a clue, but <laughs> I do know that that you know the, the the healing of the blind is something that Isaiah talks about. And Brother Steve, I might be wrong on this, but I don't. I mean, up until the point where Jesus shows up, is there any other prophet in in the Old Testament that that heals people of blindness? I don't know. Where's Doctor Parker? I don't know. I, but I'm, I'm probably wrong on this. But but I think I remember sitting in class one time, and, and somebody was saying that that Jesus is the, that that's one of the the messianic prophecies that that there is going to come someone who will open the eyes of the blind. Mm-hmm. So so we know that he had to open the eyes of the blind, and and he does. But but the question: Why does he spit in his face? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know, and I wouldn't try it. But I, I have no idea. No. Well, uh, Jackie, I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts on why Jesus. Why did I, I mean? Why spit on him? All up to now, he just spoke the word, and and they're healed. But here, he takes a unique perspective. What do you think? Um, to heal him. <laughs> I think she's right. <laughs> oh. My goodness. I cannot yes. wait to hear what Brother one. Caleb thinks. Well, <laughs> I I don't know why he spit on him, but I'll give a I'll take a stab at why he doesn't just automatically heal him. Why it's like in stages. So here's my thoughts on this. If you want to understand this, you got to. And go, what do you think, Jackie? <laughs> I think I'm. I'm yeah. You on board with this, it. Jackie? Yeah, okay, Jackie's on board. You gotta go back to the beginning of chapter eight, and Jesus feeds four thousand, and then in verse eleven, the Pharisees. Jesus is always getting into it with the Pharisees, or rather, they're always getting into it with him, and they want a sign. And mm-hmm. Jesus, it says, Jesus just in uh, verse twelve, he just sighs deeply and says, "Why do you always want a sign?" And so he gets on a boat, and his disciples, and he tells his disciples, "Beware of the of the leaven, like the bread of the Pharisees." And they're like, we don't have any bread. Like, we don't even have any bread with us. And Jesus is like, y'all. I, I, and can I interject here? Because that's exactly how I feel in staff meeting. Mm. You know, like mm. when, when I'm giving you some things and then y'all look. It's almost like the disciples. Uh, they, so it's biblical what you're saying. Like our, yeah. our staff you, meeting. Our response to you as our leader yeah. is, is yeah. biblical. Yes. Okay, you good. just look at yeah. me with like that uh, with a, it used to be called a deer and the headlight look. Now <laughs> yes. it's the no bread in the pantry. <laughs> no leaven of the Pharisees look. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Jesus says in, verse, in chapter 8 verse 18, he says, Do you have eyes to see and not, do you have eyes and not see? Do you have ears and not hear? So he's getting on to them because he's like, I'm talking about the Pharisees. You, you hear me and you see me, but you don't understand what I'm saying. And then he immediately goes into this passage where there's a blind man and he, he, he can kind of see, but not really. Because he says that I see people, they, they kind of but they just kind of like trees, kind of like shadowy figures. So do you think before Jesus spits in his eyes, I mean, it says that he's blind. Mm-hmm. But do you think when, when it says that he's blind, do you think that he's all the way blind right there? Or, or, or that literally he goes from being blind, Jesus spits in his eyes, and then he can kind of see? I mean, what, what, what do you think it is right there? I think it's, I'm not sure, but it seems to me to be saying that he's, he becomes like partially healed. 
Okay. And so, okay. And so, so, so it went from nothing to a little bit. I, that's what it seems to me. I'm not sure, okay. but but the point of it seems to be that he's he's illustrating what he just told the disciples. This blind guy who who was just blind, he can see a little, but he can't really see what's going on. Just like the disciples, they have ears. They can't. They hear what Jesus is saying, but they don't really understand what he's getting at when he's talking about this leaven of the Pharisees. So we need to find people to spit in our face, and then we'll understand. <laughs> and your ears. Clearly. And our ears. And your ears. I'm glad he didn't yeah. like hock a in his ear. That's so <laughs> nasty. So, uh, uh, Jackie, do you track with that? Or? Amen, brother. Thank you, sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's so good. Thank you for being here, Jackie. Oh, and for thank you. Me. So, you know, as I read this uh, passage and put it in context, because here here's... Here's oftentimes, and let me just say a word about reading the Bible, because oftentimes we're guilty of even, Brother Michael, when I think about um, those who uh, are in Miss Geraldine's children's ministry, you know, and your student ministry, we're guilty, and it's it's because we want to teach them, but yet we're guilty of segmenting uh, segmentation of the Bible. In other words, we teach blocks of it, which, you know, I, I mean, we have to, but, but for instance, as sure. children, we tell children's stories and uh, uh, we teach them David and Goliath. We teach them Jonah and the fish. It was not a whale, Brother Caleb. It was a fish. Okay. The Bible makes that clear, but um, Daniel and the lion's den, all of these, what we know is children's Bible stories are Bible stories. But if we don't, uh, as adults, take the opportunity to, to read the Bible in its entirety, oftentimes that's how the Bible seems segmented. Mm. Um, so, And it's like a, a conglomerate of stories rather than one story. And, and it's really one story from the beginning to the end. And um, all, all of this that took place. So this is one of the things that as we walk through the Old Testament, not only with you as a staff, but, but our church, uh, walk it through and put in the historical context, the historical picture together so that you can understand that all of these people like Daniel and Jonah and David, they were all real people living in real time in real places with real problems. I mean, that's important for us to understand. If not, it becomes a bunch of different stories. Well, sometimes even as we read Maybe in, in Jesus' ministry, uh, we take out segments. So, uh, and we don't get the context as whole. You did a good job, Caleb. So all your professors are going to be proud at New Orleans because they tune in here too. Yeah. So they're going to be proud. That was that was Caleb, you know. Uh, thank you, Dr. Rakowski, for all your hard work in him uh, and on him. But here's the deal. You have to, you have to stretch, you know, you have to stretch the context to to understand exactly what's going on. I'm going to go on the other side of that, Caleb, and say that a lot of this, not only in the preceding passage, as you talked about, you know, they didn't understand what Jesus was saying. The disciples didn't get it. No. And we can't beat them up too bad because we don't get it either. Right. Okay? But we got much greater tools than they have. I mean, think about this. When they're walking with Jesus in this time, they don't have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of them like those of us who've been saved. They don't have the Bible in full canonized uh, 66 volume collection. So they're, they're, but, and they have Jesus, but they, they don't get it. It's not even till really, I believe, the day of Pentecost that they got it. But we don't, you know, we, we'll expound more on that later. But you have to take the, the whole context in view. And uh, I want to talk about the, uh, uh, the, the, 
the passages afterwards and how I think Jesus was setting it up with this miracle and why he did it in phases. Let's take a break and talk about that when we come back. You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guest continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. And we're back deep in theological discussion uh, in regards to Jesus spitting on people. It's but, biblical. <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord. It's biblical. Uh, we, 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 we found it. But... Um, you know, we're, we're, to pick up where we left off before the break, uh, Brother Caleb, you were talking about putting things in perspective of what had just taken place. But let's think about what takes place afterwards. We find ourselves right before Peter's confession of who Jesus is. Now, this is, what, this is the foundation to it all. Mm-hmm. This is where Jesus gives the keys of the kingdom to the church. This is where the church uh, is going to be involved and brought into um, God's plan of salvation. But, you know, Jesus afterwards, uh, you know, after this incident, Jesus asked the disciples, you know, who do people say that I am? And then basically, who do you say that I am? And Peter, the boisterous spokesman of the group, much like Jackie, you know, I mean, much like Jackie. <laughs> Uh, like in our staff, yeah. Jackie is the Peter. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So. Compliment. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it is. It is. I mean, he was the first pope, right? <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Where this is a Baptist? Never mind. <laughs> this is a Baptist church. <laughs> All right. So, but uh, you know, Peter speaks up and says, "You're the Christ. You're you're the Messiah. You're the Christ. You're the Son of the Living God." Which Peter got that part right. But here's the problem. They didn't even understand what that meant. And Jesus, shortly after that, I mean, I mean, two minutes later in the conversation with Peter, he has to rebuke him and basically calls him Satan. Not that Peter himself was Satan, but that his thought process was wrong. He had some stinking thinking from the enemy, so he has to clear it up. And, and you know what his thinking was? Here's what Peter says. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says he begins to talk about what that means. Okay, here's what that means. If I'm the Christ, if I'm the Messiah, I'm going to suffer at the hands of the religious leaders, and they're basically going to kill me. And Peter jumps in and says, no, that ain't going to happen. This is all in Freeman Greek, mm-hmm. by the way. But, uh, and because they didn't get the big picture. But it's almost like the preceding passage, as you said, Brother Caleb, uh, they didn't get it. Then afterwards, they didn't get it. But Jesus is using a live demonstration to whom the blind man is the benefit, the beneficiary of it. But he's using a live illustration to talk about where they are, but yet where he wants them to be. Here's the thing he spits in his eyes. And it's not a complete healing. It's not a complete healing. It's a, it's a healing. Now, the guy's no longer blind, mm-hmm. but he can't see clearly. When Jesus, when Peter is going to make that confession, 
He's healed. He's no longer blind. He sees, but he just can't see clearly. So I think contextually, when you look at the entire chapter, we begin to see uh, what all this is about. So, so you would say that Peter's confession is kind of like, or to be compared to, the, the beginning of the opening of the eyes of this blind man. Sure. You compare that. Okay, I like that. That's and then one. I would say that on the uh, on the flip side of this, that, that later, at the end of Jesus' ministry, uh, when at the day of Pentecost, when Peter, subsequently the same person uh, who's involved in this discussion, when he preaches and 3,000 men, we don't know how many women and children, but 3,000 men were saved that day, he got it. His eyes, he was no longer blind here, but he could see clearly then. And I think that that's the context. Now, you know, again, we go back to the original question. Why did he spit on him? Well, uh, I think this is a twofold miracle. Not only does it demonstrate what we've already talked about, but let me give you my thoughts on why he spit on him. Is anybody interested in why I think he spit on him? Do you think it was an accident? (laughs) It was a sneeze. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to justify that that his COVID mask didn't have a hole in the middle of it, and he was coughing. I mean, I I don't know. It's kind of like when I went to vote the other day. Um, I I don't understand. This is completely random, but I don't understand, like, the people standing in line to vote because we were outside. All right, but they had their mask on, but they took it off long enough to smoke, and then they put it back on. I'm were they thinking using like their hands when they were smoking. Like that's what gets me. Like you're, you're touching what's going ma- in your yeah, mouth. you're touching what's going in your mouth. Yeah. It's crazy. So I mean, you know, but nevertheless, I, I mean, Jesus didn't take his mask off to smoke. He took his mask off to spit. So he's spitting the guy, but. From a biblical perspective, I believe this gives us another, like a twofold miracle. Because I think that we could take from this as well, this idea of medicinal healing. This is important for us as God's people to understand that God has a twofold healing ministry. Not only here physically when when he was on earth in his earthly ministry, but that laid the foundation for our future. Uh, we, we, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, but here's the reality. It's okay to go to the doctor. <laughs> And it's okay to, to, to take medicine. Now, we've got to have a balance in that. But oftentimes, we, we're on the extreme as God's people. And we're like, uh, you know, the extreme of faith, uh, which it's all faith is the foundation of it all. But we're on the extreme of faith like it's wrong to go to the doctor. Mm. And it's wrong to take medicine, like Jesus is going to heal me. Well, he is, but perhaps that's the method that he chose to heal you. Um, So I want to talk about medicine, and I want to talk about how this coincides with that. Um, Give me your thoughts uh, just initially, uh, Jackie. Um, I'm sorry. Are we all against mask or smoking? I'm still... You can do both, Jackie. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was still stuck on that. I was just trying to clarify. Okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, Brother Kayla, I I mean, this puts a new spin on the twofold aspect of what's going on here. What what, what do you think? Um, I'm reminded 
of John chapter 9 because we have another account of John chapter 9. A blind man and Jesus spits. Here he is spitting. He gets just spitting all over the place. But he spits in the mud uh, or spits in the dirt and makes like a mud concoction. And then he tells the guy to rub it or he rubs it on the guy's eyes. And then he tells the guy to go wash in the pool of Shalom. Go wash off the, the, the mud. Mm. So in all of this, what I've always gathered is this is about medicinal healing and, and the twofold way that God wants to heal or enact healing in our lives, both supernaturally and medicinally. Yeah. Your thoughts? Well, there's always been, you know, ever since time began, there's been some forms of medicine. It's It's been very primitive, but just in the last few decades, it's progressed so much. And I think that somebody who would say, I'm not going to go to the doctor, I'm not going to have this surgery, I'm not going to take this medicine because I think God's going to heal me. It's like if somebody was starving to death and they said they're not going to eat because they think God's just going to fill their belly up. I mean, like you said, that's the means. The food is the means by which you can live. The medicine is the means by which you can be healed. Mm. It's not like the doctors just created this stuff on their own with, you know, with... Uh, with their own power and with their own ability, all the ability that the doctors have and all the intellect the doctors have were given to them by God. Like, this is a gift of God, and we should use it. You know, I think, I'm, I'm piggy right back off of you, Caleb, but like, I think that there is this thought in the church that I cannot be pro-God and be pro-science. Yeah. That that if, if I'm pro-science, it's it's that I'm really saying I don't believe in God. And, and if I say I believe in God, I can't be pro-science. Listen, that is a lie. God mm. created it for us. I mean, Paul himself, the, the guy who wrote the book of Luke and Acts, he traveled with a doctor. Luke was a doctor. So obviously, he believes in medicine. He tells Timothy, you need to do this every day for your stomach. He gives a medical medical advice, medical prescription. What so, was that that he told well, him? Well, I'm going to let, you, I'm gonna let you unpack that. But he says, have a little wine for your belly. That's, that's what he tells him. So, so Little NyQuil. Come on, little NyQuil. So I would just say for the people of God, you do not have Jackie, to. Jackie, you were fired up about <laughs> that. I thought it was my turn. Jackie's like, that's my life verse. And it was non-drowsy. It was non-drowsy. But I would say for the people of God, you do not have to make the choice to say, I'm pro-God or I'm pro-medicine. You can be both because right. God is the author of science, the just, author of medicine. Just for the record, like it's wrong to drink. All right, I don't want to. Uh, maybe <laughs> just for the record. All right, uh, I don't want to talk about the wine in biblical times, but uh, and the yayan, and I don't. I don't want to get all uh, up in that. But I do want you to know that Nyquil is okay. Nyquil's okay, and smoking's okay. But but avoid <laughs> the drink. Well, avoid I'm not. I'm not going to go uh, there. The this thing is like derailing. So let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be back with you. I got to get everything straightened out while you listen to this commercial. Hey, listening audience. Thank you for tuning in to We Found Another Hour podcast. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about a great Christian education for your children. As uh, many of you are aware, at Grace Baptist Church, we began a ministry, a Christian private school uh, called Grace Baptist Academy. I'd love to invite you to check out uh, some more information about Grace Baptist Academy, especially as we walk through these unparalleled and unprecedented times of the year 2020. But as we uh, move toward 2021, we would love to have your pre-K three 
K-4 or kindergarten student to be a part of Grace Baptist Academy. If you'd like more information about that, please go to our website at www.gbcspringfield.org and uh, just follow the tab to Grace Baptist Academy. Enrollment is so easy and uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that uh, tuition is uh, very, very reasonable and it is, again, a great ministry uh, to lay a great foundation for a great future for your student. Again, Grace Baptist Academy, www.gbcspringfield.org. And we're back. Uh, maybe we got things better down. Uh, we've got everybody some Benadryl because uh, Brother Caleb said it was okay. And uh, so we're, we're, we're good. But uh, again, on this question, um, I, I, I think we can see a twofold aspect. I think that we can see, um, with no pun intended, uh, we can see that contextually um, Jesus was given an illustration about where the disciples were, but where he wanted them to be. I think we can answer the spit question, um, it, it, even though it seems a little odd to us, but I do believe uh, that 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 would be a um, revealing of a twofold healing ministry that God has for our lives. So he's telling us, uh, basically, uh, I believe this and John chapter nine and other places where Jesus um, brought out in healing, uh, one, uh, the idea of an agent of some sort, uh, which would be indicative of medicine being used as a healing agent and then also our responsibility. I go back to John chapter 9 and think about the guy. Uh, he, he you know puts a salve on his eyes and then tells him to go wash it off. So we have responsibility in that too. So I think uh, this question has unfolded uh, a, a lot of uh, different theological viewpoints. You're, you're, as we wrap up, Jackie, your thoughts? Um, I just want to thank everybody for uh, letting me watch you guys firsthand. And, um, you say that at every podcast. I, well, here's what I need to say, and I don't mean to kill your next podcast, but if I'm not available and you guys have anything come up that you just do not know the answer to, you can call me. We can phone a friend. You well, call me. Okay. I know, but like, uh, are you going to answer? I will answer 100%. Does that mean like you'll answer if anybody called you and said, hey, I want to work for the kingdom? Absolutely. I will answer my phone any time of the day. Call me at midnight. <laughs> Brother Caleb, you're wrapped up. Uh, your thoughts as we wrap. Go to the doctor. Get your checkup. Mm. Preach. I would just say, you know, the one thing that stuck out to me about this story very, very quickly is, Bro Steve, I think you nailed it when we're talking about the blind man's eyes being partially opened and that kind of being true for Peter when he answers the question, who do you say that I am? Well, I think you're Jesus. And I would just say... Um, you know, that's true for us. It's the most important question that, that we can ask. Who, who do we say that Jesus is? And when we answer the question and say, you're the one, you're the Christ, you've just had your eyes to become opened. So it's an awesome, awesome story. If, there's, if you have any question about that as you listen and you want to know more, and more about being a Christ follower or you want to know more about um, your eyes being open so that you could see clearly. That's what the Bible does, and that's certainly um, what the gospel does. And we'd love to tell you about how much Jesus loves you, and he died for your sin, got up on the third day from the dead, and the Bible says without the resurrection, there'd be no salvation. So we're thankful for Christmas and Easter and how it helps us 
uh, how it's opened our eyes where we can see clearly. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.